0: service of reflection on the Lord's Supper administered in the midst of the congregation this morning, I want to meditate with you, with the help of the Lord, on Ephesians 2, the verses 11 to 22. Ephesians 2, the verses 11 to 22. And scripture passes that shows us that the Lord built His church to be together, a oneness in Christ. Christ, the foundation, the cornerstone, as we also read this morning in the form of the administration, that we by a true faith are ingrafted into Christ, being all together, one body. Through brotherly love, for Christ's sake, our beloved Saviour, and then the form reminded us who has so exceedingly loved us and not only showed us in word, but also in very deed towards one another. Was it not so? Who has so exceedingly loved us? visible this morning in Word and Sacrament. He for me. That is His love towards you. Loved with an everlasting love. Showed His love to pilgrims on their way through life. And that is a sacrament to to, to to strengthen them, to encourage them, to remind them he has not forgotten you. And therefore remember that when you receive them placed this morning at the Lord's table, you are by grace, grace alone. Reconciled, that He restores you. In verse 22: In whom, that is in Christ, you are also builded together for an habitation, that is a dwelling place of God through the Spirit. And therefore, we see here in this passage of Ephesians 2, the verses 11:20 20 to 22, three points. It speaks of remember, verse 11 and 12. It speaks of reconcile, the verses 16 to 18. And it speaks of restore or restoration, the verses 19 to 22. So three brief main points, remember, reconcile, and the restoration or to receive. Friends, when you have received a place at the Lord's table this morning... That does not mean we have arrived, so to say. Meaning you do not have to look back in your life, your former life. Meaning you don't have to remember who you were and who you are in yourself. On the contrary, we, remembered, we, reminded, uh, we were reminded this morning we did not come to the Lord's table as those without sin. But we testify, we seek our life outside of ourselves. We acknowledge that we lie in the midst of the death, or with the words of the Ephesians 2. Wherefore, remember that ye being in times past Gentiles in the flesh, that there was a time that you were without Christ, being aliens of the commonwealth of Israel, being strangers of the covenant of promise, having no hope. Without God in the world. Remember. There was a time. In your life. That you were without Christ. No hope. Without God in this world. Never. Forget. Also in a service of reflection. When. Who you are by nature, particularly what you have seen this morning, what Christ has done for such one as you are. And would it not fill you with guilt and shame, times past? As the Lord says here, walked according to the world, lived in passions of the flesh, dead in sin and trespasses. That is living without hope, young people, how would you live without hope? Circumstances in your life that brings you down and no hope, challenges in your life, young parents and no hope, anxieties and worries. And that is the hallmark of our young people today. It's not only in the world. And maybe as parents we do not always see it. But they have anxieties and worries. How do you cope with that? And then no hope? If you have a life without God, if you have a life without Christ, Are then the circumstances life taken away? Are there, are there no challenges in life? Are there no anxieties and worries? When by grace you are in Christ? When you have God as a refuge? Not necessarily, but, but you have hope. And there's not the apostle reminder us, sins we have been justified by faith. That, 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 that is what you confessed this morning. Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Through Him we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand and we rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, the challenges of life, knowing that suffering produces endurance, endurance produces character, character produces, produces hope. And the hope does not put us to shame. And why? That was shown this morning because God's love has been poured out in your heart. Through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. Remarkable, eh? Is it not this... Chapter Ephesians 2. The chapter begins laying out who we were in times past. And then it shows this great and gracious wonder. But God. It's the only reason that you could attend this morning. But God. Great in mercy. Great love. We have loved us. Did, did he not show this morning? I desire with great desire to eat this Passover with you. He desired that. What a mercy, what a love for Christ sake. Because we are reminded in the verses 5 to 10 that we read together: being raised up by Christ made us alive with Christ, made us sit together with Christ, having the exceeding riches of His grace through Christ. But then the apostle does not stop. He said, And then remember. Do you see, even when you have received a place by grace this morning at the table of the confident, verse 11, wherefore, remember. The original language points out to something like, hold in remembrance, make mention of it, recall by memory, don't forget. Or even deeper, are you gripped by it? What has been given to you when you receive a place at the table of the covenant this unmerited benefit deserve nothing and yet you were admonished and assured maybe we do not always feel that but being assured of this his hearty love and faithfulness towards you. That whereas you should otherwise have suffered eternal death, he has given his body to the death of the cross and shed his blood blood for you. So in light of God's goodness in Christ, his kindness to you, Remember, don't forget your past. Remembrance gives you gratitude, thankfulness for the present, for what you have received. Have we ever read that? By grace, friends never forget, by grace you have been saved. There is no boasting. Humbling is it not. Remember. This morning when you were sitting at the table. With all the struggles that you may have had. With all maybe the assaults already that you have after the Lord's Supper. How is it possible that you partake, partake in the Lord's Supper? If people had known. remember this morning it was a contrast of the past and the present was visible. This contrast in your life. A past without hope, without God and Christ. And then verse 13 but now in Christ Jesus. The echo of verse 4 but God's Do you see once again that God's grace and mercy is one-sided? And be honest this evening. you You did not earn your way to the table. You did not deserve it either. Remember there was a time that you were hopeless. Remember from what you have been saved... That does not mean that we have to know a great and dramatic conversion story. But remember that there was a time that God once was once not your God. Remember that if He was not your God, then He was not for us, but against us. That He was not your justifier, but your condemner. there was no eternal life but eternal damnation that laid before you. Remember. Let it sink in also in a time of reflection. You are not just a cognitive sense, an intellectual recollection of facts. And there is no spiritual benefit. It does not move your heart. It is not real to you. But remember means... You are gripped by it. Experience. There was a past. But now. In Christ Jesus. And therefore pray... Ponder. And profit from it. Pray that the Lord will move your heart and mind... In remembrance who you were in the past, in light of his goodness that he gave you this morning. Ponder the reality what it meant to be without Christ. What it meant no hope. But also in this time of reflection, profit from it. A profitable spiritual exercise. Because remembering the days of our hopelessness that guard us, that there is any boasting as us. It is so vividly illustrated in Ezekiel 16, eh, when the Lord says, and it reminds you, when I passed by. There was no reason that he would do, but that he looked upon you. Indeed, your time it was a time of love, so I spread my wings, says the Lord, over you and covered your nakedness. Yes, I swore an oath to you and entered in a covenant with you, and you become mine. And therefore, there was a place at the table. For by grace you have been saved, says the apostle. True faith and not of yourself, this is a gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Have this profit from it when you remember that you cherish your forgiveness more, cherish your forgiveness more, that it makes us to love the Lord Jesus more intensely. Begin this new week to meditate, to ponder about your forgiveness in Christ, to love him more because he loved you first. and therefore remember that you were once separated from Christ alienated from the commonwealth of Israel strangers of the covenant of promise having no hope with a, without God in the world and yet and yet being reconciled reconciled in Christ That is also what we have to be reminded of in reflecting on the Lord's Supper. This wonder of grace. But now. But now this morning in Christ Jesus. You who were afar off. And how far you know best. For the one maybe in our midst that was a living in this world. And for the other maybe in a pious way touch not, taste not, handle not, trying to live up to the expectation of people and trying to earn your salvation. But you have learned, poor and needy, but now, being made nigh by the blood of Christ. Remember that day that that blood became so precious. That blood of Christ that cleanses you from all your sin. Beginning, beginning to grasp, learn by grace, what can away, wash away my sin? Nothing. But the blood of Jesus... What can we make whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. The beginning to be coming to grips not redeemed by the corruptible things gold, silver, your money, your status but with the precious blood of Christ. Having made Peace through the blood of his cross, by him to reconcile all things to himself, for he is your peace. Friends, there are times, and maybe you know those things and those times in your life, that peace that surpasses all understanding even after the Lord's Supper despite who I am before him despite my my struggles even now maybe my even my troubled heart but to live to live also this new week and to cling to his promise peace I leave to you my peace I give to you I do not give to you as the world gives and therefore and therefore let not your hearts be troubled do not be afraid and why is that possible because he reconciled on the cross friends even in a time of reflection after the lord's supper we have to be brought back to the cross This ministry of reconciliation. Reconcile means a change or an exchange of a hostile relationship for a friendly one. This one, the friends, we deserve nothing, and God gave everything that He has willingly and ably. He came. What we could not and can never accomplish in ourselves. Enemies are reconciled. Reconciliation is from God, but also reconciliation is true Christ as the apostle said for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us Christ was in the God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not imputing their trespasses to them or as we heard this morning if when we were enemies We will reconcile to God by the death of His Son. Being much more being reconciled. We shall be saved by His faith. And therefore, there's also reflection. Therefore shall my mouth and heart show forth the praise of the Lord. From this time forward and forevermore. Should you not show forth praise and thanksgiving? That is what the preaching of the word do. That is the administration of the sacraments this the ministry of reconciliation, and therefore also tonight, as, a, as an ambassador of Christ, as though God should beseech you by us, I pray you in Christ that be ye reconciled to God, even today. To those who are afar off. Maybe you have a wayward child or a grandchild. Parents, grandparents never give up hope, they are not out of reach for the Lord. The Ephesians were far off, but He came to them through the preaching of the word of peace. They were, they were brought near to him. And therefore keep praying for your wavered child and grandchild. Don't give up. I would say, especially when you have received a place this morning at the Lord's table, Then you know by grace you you, you are not better than them or anyone else in this world that is not following the Lord. But when Christ reconciliation takes place, it also reconciles to each other. If there is enmity, it will be abolished. Partitions between us, it will be broken down. Always seek reconciliation. Reconciliation means God sends salvation. That is the hope for this world. That is the hope for your children. That is the hope for your grandchildren. Christ obtains salvation. And the Spirit applies salvation. For through Christ we both have access... By one spirit unto the Father, says verse 18. What an undeserved privilege. Access to the Father. Access to a throne of grace. That through Christ a throne of judgment became a throne of grace through His blood. That He opened the way and through His Spirit gives us access to the Father. Gives us an audience by the Father. Coming into His presence. Even in those times that you cannot pray anymore. Have no words to speak anymore. When life overwhelms you. Then it is the Spirit also helps in our infirmities and makes intercession for us to have this high priest Christ at the right hand of the Father who intercedes for each of his children even now by whom we cry Abba Father. That's something. No strangers anymore. No more resident aliens, but children. Adopted children, for Christ's sake. What a great, great privilege. But do you live, do you live with that privilege? Should it not drive you out more and more. To come into the presence of your heavenly father. And we read it this morning. As you do not have a perfect faith. As we do not give ourselves to serve God with that zeal. As we are bound. And there is so much reason to serve him. As you daily to strive with the weakness of your faith and the evil lust of your flesh, and you know what I'm talking about. And yes, by God's grace, through his spirit, you are sorry for those weaknesses. You you, you confess it this morning, and you earnestly desire to fight against your unbelief, and you desire to live according to the commandments of God. but to come into His presence, access to the Father. Friends, that is a great, great and gracious privilege. Even in times that you have to say, why are you cows down, O my soul? Why are you disquieted in me? but then for Christ's sake to experience and practice, and yet I shall praise him for the help of his countenance, that is his fatherly countenance. Is he that not worth? Your praise and your thanksgiving for what he has done and still does and has given you this morning? the form of the administration reminded us this morning to show true thankfulness to God in your whole life. It's not only here in church, but tomorrow. And the Lord gives you. You go to work if you have work. and You function in the society. Or you are at home. You go back to university. Or you work to show thankfulness in your life. That people may see it. There happened something yesterday. Yeah, it was not only Sunday. But I received a place by grace at the Lord's table. And therefore, this desire to walk uprightly before Him. And firmly resolve, henceforward, to walk in true love and peace with those around you. And that brings me to the last point of our text word. Restore or restoration. the Verses 19 to 22. Because God's reconciling work through Christ is a work of restoring us. In communion and union with him. But also communion with one another. God's reconciling work is a work of restoration of construction of building and the metaphor that is used in these verses 19 to 22 is one of construction and building a dwelling place it's kind of the practical application following the Lord's Supper administered in the midst of the congregation a a practical application for us as congregation it is as the Apostle Uh, says as you are by the grace of God and has he not shown to us this morning his grace if you are not more strangers and foreigners when you have been brought near not afar you, you know what you are you know what you are here it is fellow citizens with the saints. You belong to the household of God. You are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, having Christ as the cornerstone. You are together and when you confess this morning, seeking your life out of yourself in Christ. You are together a building Fitly framed together, a building that grows into a temple of God, built together not for yourself, but for a dwelling place of God. Pause for a moment. He is saying to each of his children, You are with the saints. You belong to God's household, God's family. You are being built together. And friends, maybe we have forgotten that. Or this is a language that we are not used to. But it is here in scripture, eh? saints. Where often you experience your sin in being a sinner. That there is a belonging. Well, at times you feel lonely and alone. Even in church that can happen. You are being built together. Well, so often I think about myself and not others and those around me. Be, Be honest tonight. But the Lord reminds us, you, by His grace, possess the same citizenship with the saints. Those who have been saints, that is people that have been set apart by God's grace, the work of Christ, work by the Spirit. in yourself, saints for Christ's sake. Saints being means to be set apart. As the Lord, also the Lord's Supper reminds you, when the Lord said, be holy, be a saint, for I am holy also this week in whatever you do in whatever you watch be holy for I am holy you belong you belong to God's family God's community because you have experienced by grace this comfort in your life, what you have shown this morning around the table, that you belong to your faithful, oh so faithful Savior, Jesus Christ. And therefore, you received a place in the family of God's children. And sometimes you experience that when you travel to places in this world... And then sometimes unexpectedly, you meet God's people. You, you experience the, the words of Psalm 119 in 63, I'm a companion of all of them that fear thee. It's a wonderful privilege. Wonderful privilege. In our individualistic world, you belong. So also when you have left this table this morning you don't go on your own you don't forget each other but you remind each other you belong, we belong together. But more you are built together as a community. Yes it is a work under construction but being built together You know what that means? There are many members but one body. The eye cannot say to the hand I have no need of you. Nor can the head head to the feet I have no need of you. Nay, much more those members of the body which seems to be more feeble are necessary. Friends, look in the congregation as the body of Christ being built together. You need each other. In fact, these text words here, 19 to 22, show an increase of togetherness. First, fellowship citizens, individual parts of a family, of God's family. And secondly, fitly framed together. That is as individual stones being placed in the building where God deems you fit best. And yes, sometimes that means you are placed in a certain position and then the heavenly stonemason perfects it. And sometimes that is painful, but always it brings him more glory. You fit better in, in the building fitly framed together. That is how a congregation is built. That is how you, when you have received a place at the Lord's table, how you are built together, fit better together. And third, so that you can grow together into a temple of the Lord, verse 21, growing together. And that means sometimes when one member suffered, all members suffered with it. And when one member is honored, all members rejoice with it. Growing together as a community of God's children. I would say particular after the Lord's Supper. To be reminded you need each other. That you realize you don't have all the answers. But together. And what more... Crowed together into an holy temple in the Lord. Is that now seen here in Kalamazoo? This church with God's people is a dwelling place that is Christ-centered where the Lord is the center of our life. But more fourthly, forward, built together not for yourself or for your own glory, but for a dwelling place of God through the Spirit. A community holy unto the Lord, a community where God dwells in your midst, where Christ is all and in all. Friends, how are we doing? How are we doing? is this longing in the congregation to come together so that the Lord dwells in your midst. That you come together on a Sunday morning with this longing, with this pleading, Lord, that we may experience thy presence. Many in this congregation have received a place at the Lord's table. Can we not testify God's mercies are manifold in your midst. God's care for this community cannot be denied. But is this congregation growing together? growing in holiness, is Christ, is Christ the chief cornerstone? And you know cornerstone? Cornerstone holds all the stones together. That is the function of a cornerstone. Meaning is Christ... Is it now a living realization... In the midst of the congregation... That it is He... Who holds you together? Keeping those individual stones... Keeping this building together... Is this congregation where so many by God's grace could attend the Lord's table and with all that the Lord has given you, the gospel preaching, Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, sacraments this morning, that was His desire, not you, His desire. He has given you office bearers, provided you with a pastor, providing you with a building, But does this, this congregation grow together, fitly framed together, to be a dwelling place of the Lord? The Lord promises that in Leviticus 26 I will make my dwelling place among. And where he dwells in the midst of his people, then he says to you, they will be my people and I will be their God. And that is experience at times times maybe this, mo- m- uh, this morning the, when you sit in wonder and amazement he for me whereas I would should otherwise have suffered eternal that and yet for Christ's sake God himself is my God he is my strength he is my soul he has become my salvation He is the rock rock of my strength, my refuge, is in the Lord. And so being built together for the dwelling place of God of Christ, who so exceedingly loved us, O friends, love one another as He has loved you. And therefore, I leave you with two considerations when we close this day. First, to you, if you have not partaken at the Lord's Supper this morning, whatever reason you also made a confession. Then I ask you, was there now no reason to come to the table in the remembrance of him? He showed you this morning his hearty love and faithfulness to you. And you could not come he showed you this morning. He's given himself to the death of the cross. And shed his blood for sinners. Are you not a sinner? God commanded his love towards us. That while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. He showed you. Christ himself feeds and nurses hungry and thirsty soul. Are you not thirsty? After his righteousness? Do you still walk according to the course of this world? No hope in your life without God, without Christ? Oh, may I plead with you one more time. Be reconciled with Christ. While he offers peace and pardon, all things were ready and are ready. Even now, today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your heart more. Incline your ear and come to me, says this, gracious God. How can you not come? It is without price. It is without anything from your side. It has been freely prepared. It must be freely received. Behold, now is the acceptable time. A favorable Now is the day of salvation. And He promises to you, even now, in a favorable time. That is now. Not tomorrow. You don't know Tomorrow. The favorable time, the day of salvation, I have helped you. This is his offer to you. Will you reject that? And if there is one in our midst that says, I cannot come. This is your hope. Your only hope. But God. But now in Christ Jesus. Oh, turn to him. Turn to him. Now. Don't delay. And second. If you could partake at the Lord's Supper this morning. And when you leave this building. Into a new week. Remember. Bonds are far off. But now. Friends, I think we need an eternity for that. But now brought near by the blood of Christ. Grace, grace, mercy. Reconciled. And therefore, as often, that is, till he comes again. Do you long for that day. Do you long for it, till he comes? Every time, eh? That's the Lord's Supper. Till He comes again. One of the last words in the Belgian confession in the end. We long for the day. We have an ardent desire. Friends, how is it in our life? After the Lord's Supper. Do you long for the day? to be at the marriage feast at the table of the Lord and then forever and to see him face to face. Your Savior, your substitute. And then it is he who restores you. Yeah, there's an ongoing work as a living stone that the Lord is building in his spiritual house. But that is your comfort and your hope. He is building it. And therefore being built together. And so that you love one another as Christ loved you. And so, also after the Lord's Supper, together, that we may take up our cross cheerfully. Maybe that silent cross in your life but know you can share that in confidence because there are many more broken people in the midst of the congregation that live by grace alone. And so take up your cross cheerfully and deny yourself and confess your Savior also this new week. And in all testings and tribulations of, of life, with uplifted heads, expect our Lord Jesus Christ from heaven. And then that great day, that great day, to live with that ardent desire to the end, that we may fully enjoy the promises of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Comfort one another then. With these words. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, we we'll bless thine own word. Brief as it was but that we may leave this place in wonder and amazement. And thankfulness for word and sacrament given this day in this house of prayer. Be with us, go before us, to be a testimony of thy grace in this new week to those around us, and that people may see it is good to serve the Lord. All the days of our life. To love him. Because he loved us first. And we pray it in his name. Amen.